title is Faith of Elijah. The Faith of Elijah. And this is Abundant Living Ministries Thursday Prayer Gathering. And we hear every week. And we know that the Lord meets with us every time we're here. And he answers our prayers. And we have some great praise reports today. So stay with us as we go into prayer after this message as well. Okay. Faith of Elijah. Everybody's heard about Elijah, I think. Most people have, especially if you've been to the church, you know all about Elijah. James, in the fifth chapter, 17 verses through 18, he, he describes Elijah in a great way. And he gives an insight to the prophet Elijah. It says here in James 5, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Here we see that Elijah spent some time talking to God about the, the, the situation of, of Israel and how wicked it was and how evil it was. And he prayed that God would do something for a long time, it says here, for God to do something with Israel to turn them back to God. He lets us know, James lets us know that Elijah was an ordinary man that did many great miracles. Of all the prophets beside Moses, Elijah is considered as the most powerful prophet, and he's mentioned several times in the New Testament. Elijah comes upon the scene in the Old Testament in 1 Kings chapter 17. He's not from the tribe of Judah or Ephraim, which were kind of a main tribes. But he's from the other side of the Jordan, in the area called Gilead. If you look at the map, uh, in my Bible it shows the area of Gilead. And he is referred to as Elijah the Tishbite, which could be a name of a town he was from. Elijah was known to declare the Lord's will for Israel with the words of his mouth, without saying God said it. If you notice this, if you read, read about Elijah, read how he operated. He would just speak it as he was speaking it. And that's what we have to learn. His great saying was, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain three years except by my word. And that's found in 1 Kings, the 17th chapter, first verse. He said, As the Lord God lives... Who I'm whom I stand, who before I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years. Now he didn't say the Lord said it. He said he said it. Now that is boldness and surety that he was a man of God and in the Lord's will. He was not afraid to bring judgment upon the evil of his day. After he says there was going to be no rain, then it says here in verse 2 through 7, let's read this, and it says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, in verse 2, Then the word of the Lord came to him. And he gave him instructions, if you read on, to where to go during the drought or the famine. And in this place he would be taken care of by God. We all know the story about it. The Lord sends him to the brook Cherith. And we know that he had supply of water, and the ravens brought him food. God not only protects Elijah at the brook, but then sends him to Zarephath, where the Lord prepared a widow woman to sustain him during the famine. 
After the widow woman's son gets sick and dies, after that, the widow woman's son gets sick, sick and dies, and Elijah brings him back to life. So Elijah is doing the work of the Lord the whole time in his ministry. The whole time he's proclaiming, thus saith the Lord, or he's proclaiming what he desires for God to do in Israel. And then he's doing mighty miracles for God. In chapter 18 of 1 Kings, Elijah meets with King Ahab and challenges the evil prophets of Baal to prove who is the real God of Israel. And we know that story too. After Elijah wins the challenge with fire and coming down from, fire coming down from heaven and burning up the sacrifice and, and him killing the prophets of Baal, he tells Ahab in verse 41 to prepare for rain. Let's turn over to chapter 18, verse 1. And he says here, I mean 41, excuse me, verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. He didn't say God said it. He said it. There's a sound of abundance of rain. Now remember he told Ahab in the beginning, it's not going to rain until I say it's going to rain. And then after he does this great miracle, great exploit for God on Mount Carmel, and the fire comes down and burns up the sacrifice and even licks up the water as he calls upon God. And then he has to take care of the prophets of Baal by slaughtering them. And then I think this faith build up with inside of him. And he says, Ahab, it's going to rain. Abundance of rain. And then let's go to verse 42. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, Go up. Say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now all he saw was a little cloud. All he saw. That's boldness, isn't it? And, and trusting God that God's going to do what he says. And he tells Ahab, it's going to rain. It's going to come down hard. He didn't tell him he just saw the little cloud. You know, sometimes we say too much and we give the devil... Uh, place to work. He just told Ahab after he saw the little cloud, you better get going because it's going to be some rain. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Hallelujah. So it began to rain heavily just like he said. Just like he said, the Lord God did just what Elijah said. It was by his word. What made Elijah's word so powerful? And why did God do just what he said? You know, it was faith. It was faith. He had faith in Almighty God, and he had confidence in their relationship. Do you have confidence in your relationship with the Lord? Do you have a good relationship with him? That's something we all need to think about. How great is my relationship? We all think, but can it be better? 
So maybe we get a little closer to the Lord, like Elijah was. Maybe things would happen for us. Elijah was always obedient to God's will, and his goal was to prove who the real God of Israel was with every miracle. He was the Old Testament evangelist. The Mount Carmel experience was a fulfillment of Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 2, verse 12, verse 15, and 23 through 24. That's Deuteronomy 28th chapter. Just read the whole chapter if you can't get it all down. 1, through, one and 2, then I'm going to jump to verse 12, then I'm going to 15, and then 23 and 24. So let's turn to Deuteronomy 28. But it's a fulfillment. So how is it a fulfillment? You'll see in just a minute. Deuteronomy 28. Moses is giving the law and giving his final messages before he goes on to be with the Lord. It says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Let's go to verse 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Now this is the blessings if you keep the commandments, if you keep the word of God, if you have a relationship with God. This, this is the, one of the blessings that God will open up and give rain to the land in, to, in, in its due season. Then we go to verse 15. Then he talks about if you disobey the curses. But it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. And then verse 23 and 24. And your heavens which are over your head shall be bronze, and the earth which is under you shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. From the heaven it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. But we find when the people acknowledge the Lord God as the real God on Mount Carmel, then the rain could come. But because of their evilness, Elijah could declare no rain because of the evil that was on in the country. The kings were evil, the people were evil, they worshipped Baal. Ahab was one of the worst. He had his wife Jezebel. They were fully Baal worshipers. And Elijah knew that displeased the Lord. And he knew what Deuteronomy said. So he worked on that scripture. His faith was in that scripture. It pays to know what the scriptures have said. Elijah spoke and acted upon what God had already said. This happening was just another miracle of Elijah. But he spoke what the word of the Lord said, already had been said. Let's go to Romans 10th chapter. Verses 4 through 13. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes 
about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word is in your mouth and in your heart. That's where it's supposed to be. When we get saved, the word of God comes and abides within us. And as we grow in the Lord and grow in our faith, it should be in our mouth, speaking it out. And that's why the preaching of the cross brings salvation. Someone has to speak it out. Someone has to speak out the words of God. Verse 9, that if we confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved or thou shalt be saved, King James says. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. Oh, this last verse here. But for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, Paul is writing this, but he is quoting a scripture when he says verse 13. Let's go to Joel 2.32. Joel 2, verse 32. Now, Joel is talking, talking about when the Spirit of God is poured out, and he inserts this, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. See, Paul was quoting it. He was preaching. He was right, preaching it through his letters, through his epistles. Line upon line, precept upon precept. We have to know the word of God. And when we speak it forth, life comes to pass. That's why we are to confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead. Then we can be saved. We have to speak it out. If God said it, we can use all the words of Almighty God in faith. In the beginning... That's powerful, just in the beginning. Because in the beginning means God was before the beginning. God's always been. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. All it takes for victory in our faith is first, obedience. And second, acting on the word by speaking it forth. And thirdly, acting on that word in prayer. Our relationship with Jesus has to be strong and we can't be timid in our faith and in our faith words. We must speak, thus saith the Lord. That was the key to Elijah's success. Did you know that Elijah's faith kept him from dying? It was increased faith, as Pastor Thad calls it, increased faith. When God spoke to Elijah, he believed and obeyed. It was revealed to Elijah that God was going to take him. He didn't know how, 
But all he knew that God said it, so it was going to happen. And you know, what we talked about last week was John the Baptist, and he talked about, behold, the Lamb of God. John the Baptist had the Elijah-type faith. Neither man was perfect, but they obeyed the Lord and did what they were told by obeying the heavenly call. After the Lord took Elijah, we know the story. He, you know, he went over the Jordan. He went to different towns, different cities, and they get near Jericho, and they cross over the Jordan, and Elijah hits the Jordan with his mantle, and the waters part, and he and Elijah goes across. And while they are talk, talking, all of a sudden, this chariots, horses and chariots of fire come by, and the scripture says Elijah was, it kind of took Elisha's attention, I think, because Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind. After the Lord took Elijah, Elisha, had his, who was his anointed servant, took the mantle that Elijah threw on Elisha at his calling, and he hit the Jordan River and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Immediately, the Jordan River opened up, and he crossed back over on dry ground. The key word, that's what I saw as I was studying this, excuse me, so studying this was Elijah. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? That's the, if you study English, you know, after you have your verb, you have your main emphasis word, and Elijah is the main emphasis word. At that point, Elisha was anointed as prophet in Elijah's place and received increased faith to perform double the miracles of Elijah. And this fact happening is found in 2 Kings, the second chapter. In these last days, it will take the faith of Elijah for signs and wonders, miracles and healings to be performed by the anointed church. It will be increased faith that will come upon the holy people of God to bring this last day harvest. It will be a special anointed faith given by God himself to carry out what he wants done on the earth. The faith of Elijah and Elisha were special anointed faith to carry out the Lord's will at that time. They had to handle the evil of their day. And what the Lord is saying to us is what I feel like he's telling me right now. It's up to us through our prayer and by speaking forth the word of God to handle the evil of our day. We cannot just be passive in our prayer life, according to when, what, when we see what's going on in the world. We need to speak forth, thus saith the word of God in our prayer. We need to speak it out into the heavenly, speak it out into the atmosphere. So, so the angels that, that are warring with the Satan's demonic forces can, can have victory. Without us speaking, there is no victory. We have to speak forth, thus saith the Lord. That's where our victory comes, through our mouth, through our mouth. We've got to speak it out. We cannot speak all the time about how bad everything is, how bad, this one's bad, that one's bad, that well, over and over and over and over and over. We have a tendency to talk about the negative, but we got to turn it around, begin to speak the positive word of God over the evil. Then it can turn around. Then God will move. He has to move because we're using his word. He can't deny himself. Hebrews 11 says, 11.7 says, without faith, we can't please God. 
Jesus said, have faith in God in Mark, 20, in Mark 11, 22. Have faith in God. Or have the God type of faith. When God spoke, things happened. That's faith. And that's what God wants us to have. Jesus operated in the God type, increased faith, and pleased the Father perfectly. I believe Elijah pleased the Father in his boldness to speak things forth, and it brought him complete success. As children of God, we must begin to speak to the mountains and speak forth miracles. Jesus told us that when we stand before people of opposition to not to worry about what to say, he said the Holy Spirit will anoint our mouths to speak and declare, thus saith the Lord, and demons will bow down. The faith of Elijah is so important that the Holy Spirit, who inspired the word of God, mentioned Elijah many times in the scriptures. Malachi speaks of Elijah in the fourth chapter. John the Baptist was described as a type of Elijah, as one who would come in the spirit of Elijah. That's Luke 1.17. And James in his epistle, as we read in the beginning, mentions Elijah. Also, Elijah is present on the Mount of Transfiguration with Moses in Matthew 17. And lastly, Bible scholars believe that Elijah is one of the two prophets, or your Bible may call it witnesses, that will appear in Revelation that will preach, be killed, and then resurrect it back to life and descend into heaven. That's Revelation 11th chapter. What gave Elijah the privilege to be mentioned in the New Testament and carry out some of the things he did? Again, it was his faith. But you know he's not mentioned in, in Hebrews 11, though. I looked that up to see. The writer of Hebrews does not mention Elijah's faith, but we know Elijah had great faith. He's, he's all through the Bible of his faith. And the Lord could depend upon him to obey the plan of God no matter what point in history. No matter what point where he's going to be in history, God can depend on Elijah. He pleased God. The Lord is expecting his last day church to have this, the same kind of Elijah faith. Faith that pleases God. The church that is pleasing God in their faith will not die. This is what the Lord showed me in this study. The church that is pleasing God in their faith will not die. But go but will go up alive in the rapture or the great catching away. Can you see how every word in the Bible fits together in word and in deed? Everything fits together. Everything God says is going to be done again. It just all fits together. Most Christians want to go up alive in the rapture to heaven. Most of us prefer not to die. We'd rather go up in the rapture. But I feel it would take an Elijah kind of faith to be ready and pleasing in God's sight. The Elijah faith will be in, in operation in their lives. And they will be ready when the trump of God will sound and the last miracle of the church will take place, which is the catching away of the saints in heaven to ever be with the Lord. There are two more catching aways to take place 
on the earth. Do you know that? There's two more that's got to take place. Enoch was taken. Elijah was taken. Jesus was taken. And the last two, the church will be taken and the two witnesses in Revelation will be taken. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the increased type of faith? Are you ready for the Elijah faith? The Lord is ready, but are you? Now is the time to follow the anointed word as Elisha followed Elijah till his catching away into the heavens. When you read in 2 Kings, Elisha's calling was to finish the work of Elijah, and he did it with a double portion of the power of God. He had a severe and serious task to do, and it took a double portion for Elisha to carry it out. This same resurrection power is radiating today. With the Elijah type of faith, we will be ready for what the Lord has for this generation of faithful followers. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The same resurrecting power. Do you know it's here in this room? The same resurrecting power radiates in this building. I know the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead has quickened our mortal bodies, correct? And he's present here in this room. He's present here in this church. And he's present on the earth to those who will dare have that relationship that Elijah had with God that our faith is so strong that we can speak forth and know what we say will come to pass. Jesus said we can have what we say and we can have what we pray. We got to have Elijah type of faith to be ready, to be ready to go up in the rapture as alive. Does it mean you won't go in the rapture if you pass away or die? but it's going to take a special radiation of, of power to take us off this, the live ones off this earth. Hallelujah. Now I want that. I want to see that in the church. I want this last day harvest to begin to take place where the church comes so alive with the power of God that we can speak forth and demons tremble. We can speak forth miracles. We can speak forth signs and wonders. We can speak forth healings and miracles by just using our mouth. The Holy Spirit does the work. So many times we try to help him out. And he doesn't need help. I have to tell myself that. But he don't need help. <laughs> he doesn't need help. He's powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for the enlightenment of your word. Lord God, it's your desire for your church to be powerful. It's your desire for your church to be, have increased faith, the faith of Elijah, the faith of Jesus, the faith of Enoch. Oh, Lord God, that we can speak forth the oracles of God and speak forth righteousness and holiness and speak miracles into, into place. Oh, we love you, Lord, and we ask you to anoint our mouths. Forgive us for being negative. Let us, O oh God, use the positive word of God and control our tongues and watch what we say so that we can be in operation as Elijah was in operation, that the Holy Spirit can use us. 
Father, we thank you, we praise you for that this word is life to our spirit, medicine to our flesh. It brings forth results. I thank you, Lord God, that the power of the Holy Ghost is here to bring forth healing to those that are sick in their bodies, those, these prayer requests, oh God, that have called into us and have wrote into us. We thank you, Lord God, that we shall see miracles take place and healings take place as people call upon you and as we agree together in this room for those that have needs. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord, if there's someone out there that does not know Jesus, that they will accept you right now, Lord God. They will accept you and let faith be dropped in their hearts and they will begin to serve you and read your Bible and begin to speak forth the word of God. Oh, we thank you, God, that you're getting your church ready. Oh, God, things have happening on this earth, oh, God, that we don't understand. Just like Elijah's famine, just like Elijah's drought. The church is in a drought right now. We're in a famine right now, but we're ready for the rain. We're ready for the rain, and we call it forth right now. The same rain, oh God, that you rained upon Israel through Elijah's word. I speak forth rain of the Holy Ghost. I speak it forth now that you're the same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. And you will do what I say just like Elijah. And I thank you, oh God, that the rain of the Holy Ghost has fallen upon your people and that we, oh God, will come alive in the Holy Ghost and we will speak forth oracles of God and we will speak, thus saith the Lord. And we will know who we are in Christ Jesus and we will carry out this last day revival and last day harvest. And I thank you, Lord, and I praise you for it. And I give you glory for answering prayer. Hallelujah. As we agree, today we shall have miracles and healings. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.